This is Hungry Gen Podcast, and I just want to thank you for joining us today. Here at HG, our vision is to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. We hope you enjoy this week's message. What I want to talk to you tonight about is God taking somebody like a murder, somebody who could not speak a Moses and bring deliverance to a nation that was captive and who were in slavery to Pharaoh. And I want to read to you from the scripture from Exodus chapter 3 verses 8 to 10. And it says this, that so I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a good and a large land. Somebody say good and a large land. Come on, I want it. To a land flowing with milk and honey. And verse 9 says, Now therefore, behold, I heard the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, somebody say my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God was wanting to see something that his children, we have to understand, God did not want to bring deliverance or freedom or healing to people that he did not know. He wanted to bring freedom and deliverance to his people. This makes me to understand that deliverance, healing, salvation, all of God's blessings are the children's bread. Amen? It belongs to us as Christians. It's not those of this world that are demon possessed and all that say, no, freedom is for them. I'm, I'm already here. No, freedom is for you and I. God wants to set us free and bring us to a place and a life that is an abundant life. Amen. A life where we're not compressed or depressed or in anxiety and fear or depression, in sickness or in bondage, but a life of power, a life of freedom and a life of presence of God. Come on somebody. Amen. We have to stop normalizing. The, the, we, we normalize the demonic. And we demoralize the supernatural. We begin to say that, oh, depression is normal. Where the God's word clearly says it's demonic. We begin to say, oh, deliverance is not for us. You know, it's, it's, it's for, for the world. No, it is for the church. The church is the hospital for the sick. We are the place, the church, the body of Christ is a place where offers solution for those who are bound. We shouldn't refer people to psychiatrists even though there is a place for that. The church is an answer to a dying world. Amen church? We can't be normalizing the demonic and demoralizing the supernatural because God gave us the power. Amen. God gave us the authority in the name of Jesus Christ to expel demons, to heal the sick and to release those who are oppressed. Come on somebody. Amen. Some people come to us and say, well, why do you pray for the demonic so much? You know, why do you scream at them? Why are you yelling? Why do you commune with them? Can you love them out? Right? Can you hug them out? I mean, somebody's stealing and robbing from you. Are you going to like say, hey, can you please just leave my life? You, you get angry, right? 
You don't come to a battle with a, a, a uh, love note. You come there with a gun. You come there with a knife. You come there prepared to fight. Why? Because there's an enemy according to, to uh, John 10, 10 that there's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. And we're coming against the enemy not with ourselves but with the name of Jesus to say get out of my life. You tormented me enough and your time has expired. Come on somebody. Salvation is, is more than just a ticket to heaven. Salvation is an abundant life. Salvation is a life where you're free of depression. Where you're free, like our sisters shared about, I live my life with medication and I knew this is not the will of God for my life. She began to realize, look, there's a certain a place that it's just enough. I can't be tormented in my life. This is not the will of God for my life. And as we read in this scripture, what we taught, it, it said that the cry of Israel has come before God. First thing that came to Israelites is number one, is they begin to recognize that this bondage is not normal. Somebody say recognize. You begin to understand that there's certain things that has happened in your life that are not normal. Is this an abundant life that Jesus has died for? Israel began to realize, look, we, are, we need to be free. We are supposed to be set free, but we are still bound. So they begin to cry out to, to God. And God says, I have heard the cry of my people. Moses, go and set my people free. And God begins to bring freedom to those who begin to realize that look what I have in my life my marriage is being broken my family is under curse this sickness begins to kill my dad my mom now it's coming after me this something's not normal I'm going to sleep I'm being tormented in my life that something's not normal every time that I get a paycheck I don't have enough this poverty is not normal is this the abundant life that Jesus died for you begin to recognize that this is not it when you begin to recognize that this is not it, God begins to send you a deliverer into your life. God will begin to see that, look, my children, he's not talking about foreigners. He says, my children, their cry has come up before me. So Moses, I'm sending you to them to bring them freedom. Come on, church. Suicide, depression, anxiety can be part of your life. They might come for a night, but don't give them a living room or a room to stay. Sickness might knock on your door, but don't let him give him residence to dominate your life that you're going to die out of the sickness because somebody else in your family died of the sickness. Or you're also constantly under witchcraft, under these attacks of the enemy. You begin to realize and know this is not it, what Jesus has died for. So you cry out for your deliverance. Come on, somebody. Second Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5 says that though we walk in the flesh we do not fight according to the flesh the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds my question to you is this if we are going on a vacation why bring warfare if we're just going to heaven why mention that we are going to be fighting against supernatural things why does Paul begins to instruct us, look, that we are might be in the flesh, but we don't fight according to the flesh. 
There's something out there that is seeking to destroy you, to afflict you, and to be able to wipe your name out of this earth. Why? Because he sees the image of God in your life. He sees that you're carrying the presence of God in your life. He'll do everything that he can to destroy your life. In Ephesians 6.12 it talks about that we do not fight against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in the heavenly realms. Against evil spirits. Why mention about evil spirits? It's like it's like okay we're going to heaven why are you mentioning about these things maybe they understood that we live in the world that's more supernatural than we think they understand that there's demons there's powers that try to afflict your life so don't normalize the things that God tells you to overcome and to expel out of your life amen church don't begin to say that oh this headache is normal this depression is normal this suicidal thoughts are normal me want to commit suicide is normal they are not normal because we're not fighting against flesh and blood but against spiritual forces in the heavenly places come on somebody somebody say resist there has to be a desperation in your life there has to be recognition that what you have in your life is not normal but is satan trying to attack your life so we begin to arm ourselves we begin to put on the full armor of god because we have an enemy to fight and we have a god that says i will never leave you i'll never forsake you i'll be by your side he says i will give you power to overcome all the powers of the enemy and nothing by any means will hurt you nothing will maybe come your way but it'll flee a thousand ways come on somebody it may attack you one way but it'll flee ten thousand ways why because the spirit of god who raised christ from the dead lives inside of you come on amen amen we had a lady that a uh, young girl that came to our race to deliver conference and uh, she was involved in a tragic accident and uh, paralyzed from her neck down you might have heard the story but to me what shocks me that her parents when they saw that they said look this girl might be paralyzed from neck down. The doctor said there's no ways for her to be mobile again. She's basically, she's like a vegetable on a, uh, on a wheelchair. They brought her to race to deliver conference. Crazy part is I saw her walk in and saw them rolling in her on the wheelchair. And to me, I'm like, I've seen stuff in my life, you know. I've seen this and I'm like, man, this is going to be a tough one. And listening to her and her parents, her faith, their faith was like, we know healing belongs to our daughter. We know, we recognize what Jesus has died for. She's going to be healed this conference. She's going to walk out of this out of this wheelchair. She's going to begin to walk. And I'm like, I believe in Jesus. I'm like, yes. But I'm like, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I've seen things before, but I haven't seen this much. But somebody who recognized what belongs to them, you can't stop them from taking what belongs to them. Amen. You can't stop him because when they say, if by his stripes I am healed, this paralysis has to go. If by his stripes I am healed, this cancer got to go. If by his stripes I am healed, this paralysis will go in Jesus' name. Lo and behold, next day, I see this girl walking and, and my heart dropped. My heart just dropped because started weeping so much and I just begin to realize that a person that realizes what belongs to them you can't stop them from taking what's theirs 
And she was testifying, walking and jumping. I'm like, you don't jump too hard. You might fall. You're still weak. She was jumping for the glory of God, paralyzed from neck down, said the healing is mine. Tonight, as you come to this place, you might be struck with sickness. You might be telling me, I got a family situation. You got me telling me that, look, it's, it's final. We're already divorced. We're separated. But to the power of God, nothing and nothing is impossible. I serve a Jesus who's alive yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, somebody. Yes. Satan's tactics is always to be unnoticed. He always wants to tell you that what you have is normal. Blame it on somebody else. Blame it on this person. Oh, it's because of what was done to me. You're going to have it for the rest of your life. Your daddy had it. Your grandpa had it. You're going to have it. He's going to want you to blame shifts on everybody else except himself. That's why as a church, we got to realize that we have an enemy. And it's Satan and his agents and his demons. So we got to come against them and wage a good warfare. Come on. We got to put the devil to flight. With my God, I can defeat a thousand armies. With my God, I can scale any wall. Come on, somebody. God is on our side and we are victorious. Number two is we have to resist. We have a role to play and so does God has a role to play we have to understand we have to do everything that we can to pray to fast to be able to stand upon God's word and God will bring that deliverance Israel realized that the prophecies that they were supposed to be in slavery for 400 years already came it's already going further so they took the promise of God said God we are supposed to be set free when is our deliverance coming and God began to send a deliverer you have to put up a fight you have to be able to stand enough is enough you got to put on the weapons of your warfare begin to take the word of God in your mouth and begin to come against saying you don't have we're not coming against our own name we're not coming with our own name we're coming against Satan with in the name that heaven and earth has been invested in that name is Jesus Christ come on it's more powerful name that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord amen we don't come to Satan and say, well, I think I should be set free. No, Jesus pay the price and I'll receive my freedom. You demonic addiction, you'll go. You alcoholism, you drug addiction, you will go. Anything that's not of Jesus will be expelled out of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke 10, verse 18 through 19, it says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Come on, somebody. Yes. He says, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power. Somebody say, all the power of the enemy. He says, nothing by any means will hurt you. Why so much authority given to you if Satan doesn't exist, right? Why so much authority given to you as a believer if all these things are supposed to be normal, right? No, Jesus knew that, look, Satan is going to be walking around like a roaring lion. So I'm going to give my authority to you disciples, you believers, and you're going to come against them, not in your own name, but authority on the name Jesus. And you're going to expel them out of your family, out of your marriage, out of your finances, out of your health, everything that has to do with you in Jesus' name. 
see, my pastor told me right before I spoke about this. He said that, it's such a brilliant thing. He said, God implanted into us our, our immune system, which constantly is in warfare against all the disease and all the bacteria, right? God in our own bodies begins to instill us warfare 24-7. As you're sleeping, your immune system is fighting against bacteria, against sickness, against disease. And God wants to show to us that, look, as I'm instilling to your body, I also give you the authority to constantly fight against your enemy. And you will be victorious in Jesus' name. We are in a warfare. We're not just in a playground we're not just saying you know I'm just gonna chill my way to heaven no we got Satan that's trying to steal from you that's trying to kill from you that's trying to destroy your life in every area it could be in your kids don't look at it and just say it's normal don't look at your kids that are misbehaving so maybe I rose maybe I raised them wrong no God says me and my house will serve the Lord don't look at your marriage that you are constantly fighting and there's arguments and you guys are just living like cat and dog. Don't look at that and begin to say that it's normal because whatever God joined together, do not let any men separate. Do not look at your healthy body, uh, your body that's buried sickness and pain. And like that woman today testified that, look, I knew it was not my portion. Know that I am healed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Have a warfare mindset because you are victorious amen we are not fighting because we want to see victory we're fighting because we already have the victory amen church you're not coming to a battle and say I hope I win today you're coming to a battle and say I already won and you demon are in the wrong territory and you will go out of my life in Jesus name in Mark 5 there was a, a man that had a legion of demons that's a lot I, mean, I don't know how many of you guys have but it's a lot I mean time I'm like dude I got demons this guy had a lot and the the I don't know if you ever paid attention those legion of demons couldn't stop the man from coming to Jesus huh come on this is this is so good this is so good right those legion of demons could not stop this man from coming to Jesus and receiving his freedom in Jesus name come on whatever situation you're facing tonight it those darkness those afflictions cannot stop you from coming and receiving your answer from Jesus Christ amen Satan is defeated he will be defeated in your life today too come on Satan already lost the battle once and he's going to lose the same battle again in your life because the authority of the name Jesus that is at your command. Amen. And the last thing is that you got to renew your mind. The first one we talked about where you have to recognize. The second one we said that you have to resist. And the third one is you have to renew your mind. You have to understand that Israelites were delivered from Egypt but Egypt was not delivered out of them. It's, it's, it, took, it takes a, a shift in mindset. We have to understand some of our freedom will be a process. It will not just be coming up here, receiving prayer. It's not just going to be, you know, laying your hands on the screen. It will take you of knowing of the truth and the truth will begin to set you free. 
The renewing of your mind happens through the Word of God. The renewing of your mind is you equipping yourself with the armor of God. And whenever that, that torment comes to you, you say, you don't belong here. You, Jesus is the owner. He is the Lord of my life. And you are illegal in my body. There will be a fight in your life because there is a, a renewing of a mindset. Somebody say, renew your mind. In Numbers 14, 28, God says to Israelite, he says, as long as I live, that thing I heard you say, I will do to you. That's why the older generation of Israel couldn't enter into the promised land because they were delivered from Egypt, but Egypt was still inside of them. They're still murmuring, they're still complaining and said, oh look, God is not going to supply for God brought us to kill us here. Oh look at this attack has happened in my life. Oh, you know, God didn't heal me. The sickness is still here. They were complaining and God says, your mind is still yet not renewed and I pay attention to your words because life and death is the power of your tongue. We have to begin to renew our mind, not to our success, not to our culture, but what the word of God begins to say about your life. What do you believe that God is saying to you? Many of us, we had the sickness for 40 years and we say, well, you know what? 40 years took place. It might be the will of God. That's not the word of God. Some of us, we've seen our marriages be, begin the brink of divorce and we say, well, you know what? Well, I tried. I tried. I did everything I could and it doesn't work. No. Is that the word of God about your life? Some of us have been praying for our kids and we hear news. They're in jail. You know, they're on drugs. They're addicted. And we're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, me and my house will serve the Lord. That's not a scripture for me. It's for somebody else's family. I want to challenge you tonight. Begin to stand on the word of God, what he says about your life. Because you and I are included in the word of God. It's not just somebody else. It is you and I. In Romans 12, 2 talks about, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God tackles your mind. Why? Because deliverance is a process. It's not a one-time event. Israelites were delivered from Egypt, but they needed to renew their mind to understand, look, as we're going to a promised land, this is ours. This is our land. Even though there's giants, they're illegal. They're just, they're just occupied for a little bit of space because it's ours. They saw the giants and said, nope, we can't take them. They're too much for us. What does the word of God begin to say about your situation? What do you begin to consume in your mind about the situation you have in your life? Is it that I'll live and I'll die with the sickness? Or is it he is the Lord that heals me? That by his stripes I am healed. Is it that I don't have anything in my life? You know, I'm, I'm just paying my bills. Is it that or that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and his glory? What do you stand on the word of God or on your feelings or on your circumstances? God wants to dominate your life but the way he does that is through his word because we know that Jesus and his word are one when you have the word of God in your life you have Jesus in your life and Jesus is in your life you begin to overcome all the power of darkness in your life take God's word and make it part of you Take God's word because it is eternal. It is, it is sure. It is, it is something that heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word will never pass away. Come on. We have no time to talk about our weakness. Because in Psalm 27, 1, it says that God is the strength of my life. Come on. We have no time to talk about defeat. Because Romans 8, 37 says that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody.
we have no time to talk about lack because Philippians 4.19 says that he will supply all my needs according to his riches and his glory. We have no time to talk about bondage because John 8.36 says whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on! How can I talk that I can't do something when Philippians 4.13 says I can do all things through Christ who gave me strength. God loves us so much. God will do everything that he can to see his, his children, his sons and his daughters to receive freedom, healing in what belongs to you and I. Amen. It's just a, a love story that we read about. The, the, the word of God is a love story to us because he fell in love with his creation. He wanted a family to have. And the more I read about the word of God, the more I realize how much madly in love God is with his creation and he'll do everything that he can to set us free in Isaiah 49 15 through 16 it says that can a mother forget her nursing child can she feel no more love for the child she has born it says but even yet if that was possible I will never forget you because I've inscribed your name in the palm of my hands you're always on my mind God loves us so much. God, God always sees that every time we get tormented, every time that we're getting afflicted, it hurts his heart. Why? Because we are his sons and we are his daughters. He'll do everything that he can to restore the relationship between you and his father. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you are blessed by this message, be sure to subscribe and send it to someone. And don't forget, you can always share it on your social stories. Stay connected with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more information on internship, prayer line, conferences, and other resources, go to HungryGen.com. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.